Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Jeff of Hippie Sabotage. What's going on, guys? <laughs> so you were born in Sacramento, right? Born and raised Sacramento. Yeah. Born in El Grove in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, grew up in Midtown East. Yeah. Yeah. Were your parents born in Sacramento? Or are they from there? Or? No, they're uh, from Louisville, Kentucky originally. Yeah. Uh, my family's from Kentucky and Indiana. Then uh, my parents are the only two from our family who moved out to California yeah. when they were younger. And uh, What did they move out there for? A better life, you know, yeah. to raise their kids, uh, not in Kentucky. What did they do back then? Or do they? Uh, my do mom they and dad have worked the same job for about 30, 40 years. Yeah. They're about to retire, you know. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, but uh, my dad works for FedEx, my mom works for Progressive Auto Insurance. They're both bosses and taught us how to be hardworking. Yeah. So, yeah. Or do you think you got your like creative music sense from? Uh, you know, the music side, I don't know. It sort of just popped in. Uh, we always loved music and we became up skateboarding yeah listen to rap heavily and like skate videos always have beats in the background and so when we started skateboarding making our own videos as little kids yeah. we were like we wanted to make the music for them too so it sort of just led to us tinkering on the computer uh making beats for those and then i started playing guitar in like sixth seventh grade and then uh yeah after that we were hooked but my parents never uh, made music or nobody yeah. in our family is musical but uh what kind of music do they play in the house? In the house, classic rock. My parents are obsessed with Bruce Springsteen, so I'm constantly. But uh, anything from Pink Floyd, The Doors. Uh, my mom loved Black Sabbath. Right? How did you go from that and like finding hip hop on your own? Hip hop? Uh, I don't know. Just being a young kid, uh, I was obsessed with rap. And then when I, I think I was in like fourth, fifth grade, was when all like the Fifty Cent, G Unit type stuff was big. And yeah. I was Eminem and everything. And, I was obsessed with all that stuff, and then my our tour manager, who was also my best friend and Kevin's best friend since I, we've been little kids, uh, was obsessed with underground hip hop and really got me into all that when I was in middle school. And you collaborated pretty early on with like Chase Moore and other people, right? Yeah, yeah. Chase Moore, he's my best friend too. I've known him since I was 15, 16 years old. We've been making music together our whole lives. He's from Sacramento yeah. too. Uh, yeah, we made beats yeah. together for up and until now. And then he started working with people like from Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we started working with a lot of people from Chicago after we saw the New York wave of like rap with like ASAP Rocky and like Joey Badass start blowing up like years back. And then once we, we missed out on that wave of working with yeah. those people, so we were, once Chicago started popping, we were like, oh, we can't miss the Chicago wave. Yeah. So we started working with uh, Alex Wiley, Kim Bay, 2080s, a lot of people from out there. And did they come to you or did you also do some time in Chicago back then? This was like when you were in high school, right? Or yeah, this is this is when oh I was like gosh. 18, 17 years old. Uh, yeah. No, we were putting out beat tapes online on Bandcamp at the time, and uh, Alex Wiley and Kim Bay X uh, emailed us, and then we loved their music, and yeah, we just kept working. Yeah. And then back then you had a different moniker. Who was the Sour? Yeah. Like, uh, well, our last name is Sour. That's yeah. how you say it. So uh, I was Sour Beats. Yeah. That's what I came up with in you know seventh grade. You yeah. Know? And then my brother Socrates, like yeah. from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. When you know they come, Socrates comes out. Yeah. You know, Keanu Reeves goes so crates, you know, <laughs> and he goes with like records and shit. So like yeah. so crates and sour beats. Yeah. That was before hippie sabotage was formed. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? 
how would I describe myself? Uh, I was quiet, super quiet. I'm still pretty quiet. I mumble a lot. Uh, but I was a creative kid. I played a lot of sports and skateboarded and played guitar yeah. and everything. But I pretty much kept to myself and always did the things I liked doing. Uh, I wasn't big on like partying in high school or anything. Were you into school? I was into school. I was a nerd, you know. Oh, really? Uh, what yeah. subjects? Uh, like everything. I wasn't big on math, but I went to UC San Diego for music yeah. technology. Um, which is a, a good school. I couldn't even imagine that I got in there when I first went. You know, I was around so many more smarter people than I was. It was like uh, an adjustment getting to yeah. be more like an academic type person. But it was for music, so art was what I was really like wanted to do with my life, and I won this like congressional California Art Scholar Award. Oh wow! For this uh, piece I did of like a portrait of myself when I was 16, and uh, they flew me out to and my family out to Washington D.C. and my like a portrait that I did hung in the Capitol in Washington D.C. for like a year, and I got to talk to give a speech at like a congressional. That's breakfast. so cool. So my parents were really like keen on me doing art. You know, <laughs> even my guitar teacher was, when I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to music school. He's like, I think you should go do art instead. Yeah. And I was like, No, man, music's what I want to do. So. Looking back, do you think it helped going to UCSC and studying music, or? Yeah, totally. I wanted yeah. to go to UCLA originally. Uh, that was my my, my dream because I always wanted to be in LA and do music, but. I didn't get in there after I auditioned for their music school, but UCSD ended up having a way better music program for mm. more like studio uh, production styles. And you also like picked up guitar early on, right? Yeah, I started playing guitar uh, seventh grade or something like that. And then uh, I started taking lessons because Kevin got like a gift certificate for guitar lessons one year for Christmas and he didn't yeah. use them for like a year or something <laughs> like that. So one day I was like, I'm gonna take this shit and use it. And, uh, yeah, I used it one day and I've been playing guitar. And were you still under Sour Beats when you were still in yeah, college? Yeah. So the whole yeah. time you were like putting out stuff. Were you putting out stuff on like MySpace? Yeah, MySpace, of? yeah. So me and Kevin had individual MySpaces at the time and yeah. trying to sell beats to whoever we could or work with everybody, you know. Yeah. When I was in high school, that's why everybody called me Sour Beats. Nobody yeah. called me Jeff, you know. <laughs> I, was, I was lying to everybody, being like, I'm working with this person, this person, you know, myself look cool, but. So you were known on campus for being like a producer? Yeah, I, everybody. Yeah, I always, since like freshman in high school, I was always talking about trying to sh show people my beats yeah. and like get people involved in my music. Were stuff. you also DJing? Like you've been calling no, parties and stuff, or was that, it just the beats? It was just beats. Yeah. Uh, we came up thinking we were going to be like mainly producers. Uh, in the studio and then people like rappers or singers would perform our music you know yeah they have their own dj but once like uh edm and everybody really just ex embraced the production aspect of shows uh yeah we just went out there and figured it out yeah. you know we have how a couple good friends who helped us learn how to dj so. how did it actually click to you to go more into the electronic music from the hip-hop uh i was sick of going to rap shows with 50 dudes who all stand there trying to be too cool for school <laughs> with their cell phone out on stage and looking like they're not having fun, you know? Yeah. I just wanted to go play my music and try to get everybody to have a good time. You know? Who are you listening to, like, the early people in electronic? Early, uh, when we first uh, got a little more recognition from Heavy Sabotage, I was, the Los Angeles, like, beat scene, like, Low and Theory, everybody involved with that, like, Flying Lotus, uh, uh, then, like, the Soul Action stuff. Oh. Like, all that shit was, like, I love it. Just seeing people. That makes sense. It's like somewhat hip hop still. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that's like got hip hop roots in it, or I can tell rhythmically, 
that they're doing something other than just like pure floor on the floor house music, you know? Yeah. I fuck with it. Do you remember the first record you bought? First record I bought? Yeah, it was Dionne Warwick. Uh, I forget which album it was, but my mom was a big fan of her. And I got it at Amoeba Records in Berkeley. Or in, on, in a Haight-Ashbury edition. How did it click to you to form a duo? Like, since you were, you were mostly like solo, right? Did you even, but no. you did stuff together. Well, we, we always did a solo, but it was yeah. always us like, collab. Uh, whatever's gonna get us to the next step is yeah. what we're gonna roll with. And uh, it was, we were, uh, yeah, we never thought, Ke Kevin does a lot of things I can't do, you know? I'm not the best like, talker, front man type stuff. And I'm, uh, there's certain things in music that he's better at than me. So when we combine them together, it's sort of just, what we're looking for. Yeah, you know, so. but was there like a turning point specifically? Because what you both graduated by that point, right? Uh, when hippie started. The high school? Uh, college or when See, did I, it... I stopped going to college. Oh, okay. Uh, I went to UC San Diego and then uh, I had a tour with this artist named Satire, who I was the opening DJ for. Oh. And then I uh, told my parents I was I was going to music school too, so I was like, yeah. you know, I'm finally got stuff going yeah. on for my life. Uh, this is why I go to school, you know. I don't think I, so we just went for music and Kevin moved down to San Diego. We had a Honda Accord. We lived out of the back of our car for like six months. Oh my gosh. Yeah, in Ocean Beach, California, in San Diego. And what year was this? for like weeks, 2013. Oh. Um, yeah, and then after that period of like living out of the back of our car and like really trying to make music our only option, we put out that uh, Tableau remix. Yeah. That sort of just made everything explode yeah. for us. But the name came from like your dad's initials, Dad's right? initials, yeah. H.S. Harry Sauer, and then my dad's dad, his initials are H.S. Um, yeah, and then my brother's was a political science major in school, yeah. so he was always into like counterculture and stuff like that, so. How are you like living off initially? Like before that, because you saw it like sometime before that song came out, it came like popped how's off, I, right? How's it living? Uh, we're living out of a car, like I said, crashing yeah. on people's houses. Uh, on their couches, uh, our best friend Mike Gal, also another good producer, he let us sleep at his place a long time. Yeah. He'd feed us food when we weren't eating. Uh, oh wow. Keeping us alive, like we weren't eating for like three or four days. Like when we put out that Tough Low remix, I think we hadn't eaten in, like a week. We put it out of like desperation, like oh, yo, we need something gosh. to change our lives, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Where do you get that confidence from that you feel like you knew that would work out somehow, right? Yeah, I don't know. I never have a doubt, you know? Yeah. I've always, it's weird. People always ask me that. I'm, I always assume that it's just going to work out. Was that kind of your parents' personalities, or are they like yeah, that too? Yeah, my parents are very hardworking, you know? They say you can get anything you want in life, you just got to work for it, you know? Nothing comes easy. So yeah. Just keep grinding, and eventually something's going to offer you. Know? Do you remember, like, what initially started the Toblo song to pop off? Was it YouTube channels posting it, or what was it? It was actually our SoundCloud. Uh, oh. One day I. I uh, I woke up, I had made like an artwork for the song. We, we were thinking about putting out the song, but we hadn't really agreed on it, me and Kevin. Yeah. And I woke up one morning, Kevin said he had uploaded it, and it got, I don't know, 100,000 plays or something in the first day. And yeah. To us, that was like incredible at the time, which it still is. But, uh, and then it just took off a couple million plays a week, a month, and then Tuvalo reached out and we just made it all official. And How do you think you figured out your sound so early on? I don't know. I just make what we like. You know? yeah. <laughs> People say we have a distinct sound, but it's to me, it's, I'm influenced by everybody else too. You know, so. Uh, yeah. Do you think you had pressure after that song to like 
succeeded and make so many like hit songs that way. Yeah, or of even, course. Like management pressures. Yeah, for like the first year after that yeah. song, every song was like, I can't believe this has to be this song. But yeah, just uh, working in that environment is not healthy and it, like uh, doesn't allow you to be creative. Like waking up every morning, stressing yourself out, like thinking like I gotta make some song that's gonna get a billion plays on the internet. It's just not good. The, so now I just make songs and then put them out, and if they do good. Yeah. It's great. You know, I just want people to listen to this. Show. After that song, did you have management before that song? Or no, like, it, it was just, just after that, and then people just like, yeah, okay, everyone just started reaching yeah, out. Yeah, everybody reached out. We got linked up with some people, uh, fake work, and then, yeah, we've been solid ever since. And then for your song, like, Waiting Too Long, it was something with, like, you're, you're being pushed back and you couldn't, like, perform and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that'll come out later that I can't talk about really right now, but yeah. a lot of forces that will were keeping us back from doing anything musically in the industry uh, and I, we hadn't put out a song like I said after that Tough Low song for like yeah. six months because of all this stuff that was going on then uh, everybody all these labels were questioning us saying hey that song's a remix you know I don't think you guys can do it with your original music you guys oh, well. just you know you got lucky with that you know what I mean so I said oh I'm gonna start singing and playing my guitar like I've done my whole life and uh, I, I never sang before that but I had something to say you know so that sort of sparked my idea of like just doing our own thing, creating our own sound with the guitar and singing and Kevin in the back doing drums or something and waiting too long is all about. I waited too long to put out a song and all of our buzzes died now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody's thinking, that's what I was talking about, yeah. Do you think the themes in your songs have changed, like since the really early ones? Yeah, of course. I mean, they're all centered around sort of the same thing, uh, you know, just like heartbreak or like uh, perseverance make a lot of like go out and like live your life do what you want type songs you know what I mean but it's really it's mood music you know emotions just like however I'm feeling that's what we make that day you know how do you think our dynamic of a duo has changed since the beginning uh, well one like like I said we, we never thought we were gonna be performing so yeah when we first did our first show it was just a black table with a table yeah where was that top. I was in was San in Francisco yeah at the Hawthorne, um, we didn't say anything. We had no idea what to do. And then uh, we both DJ. We can do our set, but I just started playing the set the first show, and I just was doing everything. It was going right. And then Kevin looked at me. and was like, "I'm not gonna fuck it up, so I don't touch it." You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that sort of evolved into him just being like more hype man, talking to the crowd and interacting. And then we found that. You know, we're, we both make the music together, so we're not complaining or yeah. like arguing about like you press play on the next one or something, you know. But uh, two people allows us to like where he can interact with the crowd in the front, and then I'm in the back playing the music. Uh, that sort of evolved into this like crazy chaos interaction experience where it's more than just us playing our music out. It's like really trying to like meet everybody and get one mosh pit per experience with almost every single person. And this is something I asked all duos, but you guys are brothers, but yeah. what about Kevin's personality that you <laughs> uh, that you like and like working with and everything? You know, well, one, he's my brother, so yeah. I hate him and I love him, but we've been best friends our whole life, so honestly, we don't argue that much. Yeah. But he's got a lot stronger personality than me. He'll, he'll tell you what he's thinking at all times and can't hide his, his emotions as much, but I'm more like a reserved person. Uh, keep to myself but that's why Kevin's there talking for me <laughs> how do you think you've grown as a person since when you started grown uh, so many ways you know it's been like uh, I think three years now of touring and it feels like it's been like 10 years you know um, 
uh, I was so shy and like nervous to ever go out in front of even 10 people you know I used to be like the person who was nervous about giving a class presentation at school you know so having to be in front of thousands of people has opened me up to yeah be more talkative with people and not like so closed off and like it really like taught me that everybody else is everybody's thinking the same things you know and like thinking that what you're thinking like nobody else thinks is never true so like hearing people talk to me every night and tell me what they're going through and I'm like ah oh, I went through that same shit you know yeah. so it's like it's crazy it made me a better person actually what happened in 2016 with the guard what challenges did you face after that oh shit uh <laughs> I mean, it, the internet's crazy, one. Yeah. The, the story on the internet's all fake, but definitely got me some haters for sure. <laughs> but uh, people who know us have come to our show know I'm not an asshole. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I talk to everybody who feels a certain way about me, don't agree with me, mm -hmm. come come talk to me, you know, I'll explain it to you. If you don't like my music, you don't like our show, yeah. that's fine. You know, I don't like a lot of music, you know what I mean? Yeah. Call me an asshole and like personally attacking me is just, that's, I take offense to it, but internet's the internet. It was a, learning lesson you know we used to take all the shows so seriously like this show's gonna change our lives you yeah. know and I, it was a small little festival we got too worked up and security was heckling us from the start of the show and i don't want to yeah put blame on anybody but you know i'm sorry it happened i wish it never had but you know you gotta move on like i said keep grinding and yeah. uh now I just know lets people know hey we get rowdy man we like having fun mm -hmm. you know like i like jumping i like pushing people around you know that's part of our act, and it's just to get you to loosen up. Yeah. And uh, not be that dude on the phone or the girl just like sitting there and not having fun. You know, it's like come out with a group of friends, jump around, get sweaty, yell a little bit. You know, that's what shows are all about. And other than that, what challenges have you had so far in your career? Uh, labels, man. Labels, music yeah. industry shit, all that. You know, but all I can say to people who want to do music is don't sign anything mm. uh, without a lawyer and. Uh, you can do everything yourself, man. The internet has allowed anybody to do everything. You don't need a label, you don't need any of that. You don't need a publicist, nothing, man. Uh, just put your music online or art, whatever you're doing. You know, People will pay attention and now there's so many ways to get paid without a middleman that it's like, yeah, you might as well do it yourself. Because when you get to that point and you're bigger and you've done everything yourself, you're worth so much more because not, there's, nobody's taking a piece of the pie, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. What does success look like to you? Success and uh, looks like nice place on the beach, waking up with blunt and coffee in the morning and making music. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what does love mean to you? Love, uh, unconditional trust, man. Yeah. And last question: What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, just good ass music, man. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, thank you so much. <laughs>